Success in the New Retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. If you are a basketball fan, in particular a Shaquille O'Neal fan, you're going to love today's show. Here this week with Damon and Matt, I'm Jennifer Perry. And in addition to his successful career on the court, guys, Shaq has really found his new success in retirement with things like endorsements. Have you seen those Carnival Cruise Line commercials by chance? (laughs) I've seen a couple of them. (laughs) He's pretty funny. But uh, he's also a big TV analyst this time of year. He's an actor. He has a rapping career. Who knew? But uh, today we're going to cover some of the lessons from Shaq here on success in the new retirement because uh, actually guys, he's admitted in interviews over the years that he made several mistakes along the way. You guys uh, actually told me about the story. He blew through what a million dollars in something like 24, 36 hours, something like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, he was the typical athlete that got the first, you know, big signing bonus and didn't know what to do with it. And before he knew it was gone, the good thing about Shaq and he talks about it in multiple times, multiple interviews, is that he was surrounded by excellent advisors that helped him get back on track and make sure he didn't waste this huge opportunity that he had. And it's turned into, you know, a massive fortune that he's been a wise steward over. Yeah, he actually talked about that in an interview, guys, that first wake up call after that big shopping spree. A couple of days later, I got a call from the bank who who was a family friend, the manager of the bank, and he called me and he said, uh, you know how to read bank statements? I was like, yeah, I learned in the school. So as I was reading it, I was 80000 in the hole, and I was looking, and I was real embarrassed. And he was like, I know you got more money coming in. I'm, I'm going to just put this to the side for you. Then he touched my hand and he said, son, I watch you play here at high school. You're bright. You're, you're a smart young man. I don't want you to be like all these other athletes. So I said, you know what? I got to get a financial advisor. Thank goodness, guys, that uh, this banker recognized, okay, here's a kid who needs some help managing this wealth because I think he bought his mom and his dad both new cars. He went and bought them a house. I mean, it's easy to go through a million bucks quickly, especially when you're at that age and you don't know any better. <laughs> well, and especially when you, you feel like you've got millions and millions coming in. Uh-huh. You know, he's like, hey, I'm going to take care of my parents who took care of me all of my life. And, you know, I don't blame him for that. I think that's a, a wonderful feeling and thought to have. But, you know, the wake up call came when he sat down with that banker and he said, you know, hey, put some perspective in this and where do you want to end up? I think that's what helped him to see, you know, I don't want to be $80,000 in the hole all the time. And so I better start doing some different things and, and having the humility to realize that while he was a superstar at basketball, he wasn't a superstar at, at finances mm-hmm. and that getting somebody to help him uh, invest properly and to look for the things that he wasn't going to look for at 18, 19 years old, right? Yeah. Um, and that was what's retirement look like because that seems so far off. So, you know, what a, what a great thing to show some humility to say, yeah, I, I should get some help in the areas where I'm not, I'm not good. Well, and he said in, in another interview, he talked about that he sought after a financial advisor that would help him where he was weak. And where he was weak was he felt like he was too risky. He wasn't conservative enough in some of his investments. And so he interviewed multiple financial advisors. And the one that he chose was the one that didn't talk about big returns. He talked about a conservative approach with a portion of his money to be able to allocate that no matter what, he'd have money down the road and then putting a plan together after that. And so I think to Shaq's credit, he went and found someone that could help him improve his investing by giving him advice and direction in an area that he was pretty weak in. 
And I think that was pretty wise to be able to pick a financial advisor because, you know, again, we're often like drawn to that shiny coin where we're going to say, oh, well, this guy can say he can make me a 10 or 11 or 15 or 20 percent, you know, but they don't talk about the risk that you're taking to get that type of return. In this case, Shaq said, I want someone that's going to be more conservative, that's going to tone me down. I went through a million dollars in you know a matter of days. I need someone that can help me control that part of my personality to make sure I've got a plan for the future. And uh, guys, those lessons certainly stuck with him. Now he kind of advises some younger athletes on how to approach saving. He talked about this on CNBC recently, how he really changed his mindset in terms of what he was putting away for his retirement years. Let's just say you got $100. You break it in half. Smart people put 50 away. Don't touch it. Now you still got 50 left. But the really smart people, the people that know that one day you're never going to play again, they save 75, and there's 25, do whatever you want to do. You want cars, you want diamond earrings, you want jewelry, you want magic, do whatever you want. So then when you stop playing, the little 75 that you have saved, you can do it. Guys, can the average saver apply those same rules to what they're making? Well, you know, I think it's about perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. The average NBA career is five, six years maybe. Right. And the average career for you know your average individual is going to be 25, 30 years. So can most people afford to raise a family, buy a house and things like that on 25% of their income? Probably not. But if they have the right or the same outlook and the same perspective of, okay, if my career is going to be 25, 30 years, then I need to start saving 10% every year and living mm-hmm. below my means and doing those things. Now, he's talking to a group of athletes. So, so no, I don't think everyone can save 75%. Now, I've met some of our clients who come in that, that have managed to do that throughout their years because they, they'd scrimp and save and scrimp and save. But, you know, I think you have to find that balance of, of looking at and understanding where am I at today? And that's one of the things in, in these, Matt and I do workshops and things all around the Phoenix Valley uh, through a nonprofit. And we'll talk about these, you know, perspective, where are you in your life and how should you be investing so that you can make it to the finish line? And that changes from 30 to 50 and 50 to 60 and 60 to 70. And so, you know, I, I think what Shaq's preaching here is understand where you're at and apply the appropriate principles to put away the right amount to help you be successful in your life and and through your career. And again, guys, it goes back to where you save that money too. Actually, Shaq has an interesting strategy that he's shared over the years. He is actually a fan of certain annuities. That's where he's stashed a lot of that money that he's been putting away. So again, in another interview that Shaq did when he was talking about this financial advisor that was more conservative than him, one of the pieces of advice that he received was every year when he would receive his paycheck from his big contracts, he would take a million dollars and he would allocate it to an annuity strategy. So again, there was years where Shaq would make, you know, 10, 12, 15 million dollars. So he's taken, you know, 10%, 7%, 15%, whatever it might be, but he's taking that million dollars and he's putting it into an annuity. And what the advisor was basically saying is, look, you know, you know these other dollars, they may go up, you may hit it big, you may have a great investment in the next Amazon, but here's a million dollars that's going to be an annuity and over the next 10, 15, 20 years, you will have enough money in these annuities that you would be able to pay for your entire lifestyle just off of those when they start producing income and you're ready to trigger that income. And so if all else goes wrong, if you can't you know, play as long as you want or you don't have this career after basketball that generates income, 
you've got this. This is your safety net. This makes sure that you're not going to be out on the street, that you won't make some of the mistakes that other athletes have made. And so Shaq followed that advice, and that's what he did. Every year as he was making this money, he allocated something to an extremely conservative strategy, something that's just going to produce income for him when he needs it, if he needs it. And Matt, you told me about this interview quite a while ago about annuities, and you recently bumped into Shaq at a charity event. And so, of course, you had to ask him about this. When I say bump into, you didn't literally bump into him because you can see this guy coming, right? <laughs> He's well, imposing. I mean, hey, man, I'm, his son. I'm an average sized guy, six foot. And you stand next to Shaq and you just, you know, you feel like, you know, you're just a different species. I, I was holding my microphone up as tall as I could, raising my <laughs> hand and barely got to his mouth to be able to, to get audio from him. He's just, he's just a huge individual. He is. If you want to check that video out, it's on our Facebook page. Just do a search there for success in the new retirement. But listen to this exchange with Shaquille O'Neal. So Shaq, uh, Matt Deaton with success in the new retirement. So I heard an interview where you talked about your first paycheck and how fast it went. So what was the best investment advice you got after you spent all that money on the car that you bought for your dad? Well, the best investment advice I got is invest in things that's going to uh, change change the world. A lot of time when I try to get the, the, the quick money hit, I would lose my ass. But, you know, like, let's just say I'm investing in, you know, something that's going to, you know, clean air for people. I, I, I invest in a company. It works. It, it goes well. And, you know, it, it's uh, fun. I heard your investment advisor advise you to buy an annuity with your paycheck every year. So has you been doing that? Well, uh, my annuity kicks in when I'm 55, 57, and 59. That's just in case everything goes wrong and I floss and buy cars I don't need and buy houses I don't need. When it's all said and done, I still have a monthly income. So I uh, get to collect here pretty soon. So arm wrestle between you and Charles, who wins? Stop it. You already know the answer. (laughs) (laughs) My money's on Shaq there too, guys. But uh, he had some really interesting comments there about his investing philosophy and how he's approached this over the years. So let's talk about this here. I mean, how do annuities really help protect someone when, as Shaq said, everything goes wrong? Well, so again, an annuity is designed that it's going to have some guarantees. So there's annuities out there that will guarantee a fixed rate. There's some that will guarantee that you get the growth in the stock market or a part of the growth in the stock market, but you won't have any losses if the stock market goes down. So again, let's say you allocate some funds to that and you let that build and grow. That's going to be money that's not going to be lost in the next downturn. It's going to be there. It's going to be able to then be turned into what's called a lifetime income stream or annuitization. And when you do that, it becomes basically like a pension or a monthly income or an annual income that you can never outlive. And so most of these annuities today, you can generate that income. And if it turns out that, you know, Shaq dies when he's 65 and there's still, you know, $5 million in these annuities, that $5 million will transfer to his kids. They'll be able to receive that money. But if it turns out he lives till he's 95 and that money runs out when he's 80, it will continue to pay him. And so again, when he's looking at his financial plan, he's gonna be able to say, okay, I've got social security, I've got these annuities, and I have these other investments. But he'll know that he has that certainty that's built into that. And so then what what Shaq had mentioned in that interview is he said that he invests in other companies, companies that you know he believes that you know provide a service that's going to be valuable. 
Well, one of the reasons he can do that and take that risk, because he's taken some risks, he's invested, he's talked about, you know, investing in some startup companies and things like that. One of the reasons he's able to do that is because he's diversified some of his portfolio to be over here in more with more guarantees. Right. Things that are going to protect his assets and provide that income. So he can afford to take some risk with other dollars. And Damon and I, we talk about that as being lost diversification. You know, everybody knows you should be diversified in a portfolio. But what does that really mean? Again, that means that you're, you know, every, not everything's going up and down together. But Damon and I, we take it a step further and say, okay, how would it be to have a financial plan that's designed where some of your money is not going to lose at all when the market's down? Yeah. That you actually have some protections in place to make sure you're not having those losses. Well, what that provides you is some money, some accounts that you can actually tap into when the market's down to allow that other money to recover and to rebuild. And it just gives you more flexibility inside of a retirement account. And so, you know, Shaq took that piece of advice and he's looking forward to say, hey, look, when I'm 55, 57, 58, I'm going to be able to trigger these income streams and it's going to be able to provide that paycheck if I didn't want to work or do anything else. And so that provides a peace of mind or gives them the ability to go out and invest in other things. You know what um, is also important to understand, especially about annuities, is that they they kind of have a black eye. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people, when when you start talking, you use that word, they have a negative connotation to it. And what if, you know, Shaq had gone and talked to five or six people and everyone said, oh, uh, don't buy an annuity there. They tie up your money or they do this or they do that. And he didn't actually do any more investigating. And and. Really, there are some really bad annuities, right. but there are bad investments in stocks, mutual funds, bonds, etc. Right? There's sure, bad yeah. in everything. And mm-hmm. it's always about, we always say, well, what's the fine print? And it's about understanding the fine print and understanding how to build a plan so that you can, like Matt said, have diversification across different asset classes, different industries, different things that are going to provide you the best bang for your buck for that particular thing you're trying to do. And if, it, if it's income, there are some fantastic annuities that do income really well and almost better than anything else. If it's growth, well, then stocks and things like that. And it's building that portfolio and, and understanding that our world is changing. Um, people don't have pensions anymore. Right. So yeah. our market has gone and created options for people to create that monthly income that are really good and that didn't exist 20 years ago. And so if you're basing your opinions based off of financial advice 20 years ago, you may be missing the boat and you have to understand what are the things available to me today and going forward that are going to provide me that diversification I need that's going to provide me these opportunities to be successful in retirement and worst case scenario, know that I'm going to be okay and my family's going to be okay. Yeah. And it can be a powerful strategy. I think Shaq's finding that out, guys, and it does allow him to go invest in other things. And he also talked to you there, Matt, about investing in things that will really change the world. And uh, you see his face on products. He actually uses the products that you see him endorsing, things like the Ring Doorbell. We mentioned Carnival Cruises. And he's been outspoken, too, in interviews about why he really only puts his money into companies he actually likes. After my first championship, Wheaties. My people say, hey, man, why don't you be on the cover of Wheaties? I said, I can't do that. They said, what do you mean, brother? Breakfast champions? I said, don't know what it tastes like. Never going to taste it. Frosted Flakes will always be my first option if you want to talk <laughs> cereal business with me. Then Fruit Loops, then Fruity Pebbles, period. There ain't nothing to talk about. So this is why we've never seen him on a Wheaties box, apparently, guys. But uh, I think it's kind of interesting. You know, he but does. Jennifer, yeah. do you realize that what that means is that Shaq at some point went on a carnival cruise <laughs> 
and tried to fit into a bed <laughs> on a carnival cruise. <laughs> That's what that means. Oh so. my, I would love to see this. Now that you mentioned that, Matt. Imagine him on the water slide. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. Uh, they don't show that in the commercials for sure. But uh, he clearly, though, invests in what he actually likes, guys. So is there a problem, though, with that kind of investment strategy? You know, I, I think it depends. You know, I have a brother-in-law who's a doctor uh-huh. and, and he's always being approached by different people. We'll invest in this restaurant, invest in this. And he's like, is those good investments? And I said, well, do you understand them? No. Do you trust the people? Do you, what does your advisor say? Well, you know, I don't know. But if someone came to him about a medical investment that he could understand and he could see the future in and he could get behind and believe in, then I would say take a portion right of mm-hmm. your money. If you can believe in that, because the things we know, we know really well. And so, and we have clients that sometimes that come in and, and they work for Intel or they do different things and, and we'll say, yeah, okay, we'll take a portion, but you should never again have all your eggs in one basket. And so here's what you can do. And if you believe in the products and, and the companies you're investing in, obviously that helps. But it, again, with the, the caveat that sometimes we believe in something so much and, and that we, we miss when it's going to tank, right? Yeah, because we think right. it's so awesome, but we need perspective and people around us to help us make those good decisions. But I think the, the principle that you can take from that as well is, is you should understand what you're investing in. So Damon and I, we yeah. spend a lot of time trying to educate our clients about their financial plan. We talk to them about strategies that include ETFs or if they need income, an annuity strategy or a bond strategy or whatever it might be. And we take the time to educate. And so again, we want them to understand why they're investing and what they're, what the purpose of that strategy is because that will help them as they go along. And so to Damon's point, yeah, you might understand a company very well and you might say, well, I want to invest a little bit in that company. But you can't just put all your eggs in that basket because, again, you don't have control of that one company, even though you might work for Intel and have a bunch of shares and a bunch of you know, knowledge of how that company works. You're not the CEO. You don't control the direction of that market. And so you wouldn't want everything tied to just one specific company or one specific product. But the education part, understanding what's going on, why you're doing something, what's the purpose, how that strategy is going to result in a good financial plan, that's something everyone should take the time to listen and to educate and to learn about so that they're better prepared. If you're not sure about where you're investing your money or about particular strategies, things like annuities, take some lessons from Shaq here this week. And you can always drop us an email through our website. And Damon and Matt might address those here on a future episode of Success in the New Retirement. Again, our website is successinthenewretirement.com. And again, if you want to see Matt try to reach the microphone all the way up to Shaquille O'Neal's mouth, you got to check out our video (laughs) on the tippy toes on our Facebook page this week. Just do a search there for Success in the New Retirement. Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions. Investment advisory services offered through Acute Investment Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through its affiliated company, Acute Wealth Advisors, LLC. Tax and or legal advice is not offered by either company or their affiliated companies. Consult with your tax and legal professionals for guidance on tax or legal matters. The information presented should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. All expressions of opinion are subject to change. We are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.